calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Realm presents Adegas Media Production, The Dark Tome, Season 2, Episode 7, featuring The Nenerlook by Chris Terry. Now, uh, you probably forgot all about me, didn't you? I was last seen going in the dark tome like a plum fool chasing voices. <sighs> it's... It's, uh, glowing. Uh, the book was here. It heard the story. You think? You think you being here and me telling... You think that's enough to... to open a... Gussie? Gussie, are you there? Uh, Olivia? Mr. Gussie? Uh, Olivia. Oh my God, Olivia! Mr. Gussie, I, I didn't hear anything. Olivia! But the first thing you learn from adventuring with the dark tome is that what you think you're getting into and what actually comes to pass are never the same thing. I should have known that already, but I didn't. Where am I? Where's Olivia? You read this book before, Gus. The creature resembled a dragon built for the sea. It let loose a thunderous, ghastly noise as it turned and gave our ship notice, and then disappeared below the surface of the water, into the dark, cold depths from which it came. That's the missionary, Carl Gottfried Albrecht. August 26, 1840. No. First I ever heard of it. Ah, shame. I like monster stories. Where are we? St. John's, Newfoundland. A place with a certain magic that gets in a man. You can see the world from the top of Signal Hill, spot a ship a hundred miles out, and watch the Atlantic roll up on the Grand Banks with a ferociousness unchecked since Ireland. Nothing can sneak up on you in St. John's. That's the way I like it. 
<sighs> what am I doing here? You hung over again, Gus. I'm Gussie, not Gus. Uh, drinking will do that to you, old friend. I don't understand. I, I just got here. I ain't even part of this story. Oh, you've been part of the story a long time, friend. By judge of the light, it's 10 a.m. already. So I get up, put on my shoes. Oh yeah, that's the pair. Holes in both heels and duct tape from front to back. I put on my coat and walk to the hallway. Check my pockets for smokes. Nothing there. Gus, always stealing my smokes. Christ, it's only September and I can see my breath already. Every doorway in this hall leads to a sad story. Men like Gus and I, one step away from homelessness. Drunks, drug addicts, people willing to steal the last thing you've got left, no matter how small. Sundays always come down hard. The employment insurance money never makes it to Sunday. Not with Saturday parked neatly in the way. Three more months on the government's dime, then I'm back on the street again. Sammy, looking like an old sack of bones as usual. Morning, Frankie. You, you hear the sirens last night? Sirens? No? Cops? Fish and wildlife. Something going on. Never seen those boys in a rush to get anywhere. <laughs> Fish, please. Now there's a job. <laughs> you gonna look out for work today? Something like that. Last week, I got a few hours on the Brandis. A boat out of Halifax. But I got so drunk at Francine's bar that afternoon... I forgot to show up the next morning. Gus gave me hell for that one. Even I would have showed. Yeah, look at you. The picture of responsibility. Just saying. Fishing ain't what she was around here. Hmm, not since the fairty, right? Yes, that's right. Man like you, Gus. You were something back then. What happened? Well, a little bump. Then another. And soon, well, you end up here. Here. Yep. Meandering in the darkness. The drink helps you get here. I still remember my first. I was ten, out with my dad on a cod boat full of grown men with leather for skin and salt water for spit. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta teach the kids something about real work. (laughs) Uh, Then he should take a drink, make him a man. (laughs) I don't want to! Don't you want some hair on your chest? Just the king. Hey, hey, shut up, Wilson. Here, drink. Ain't that right, Sammy? Yeah. Can't have my crew think I've got a pussy for a son. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Keep the coat out of your fingers. Now, men, let's find us some fish. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't find any fish that day, or the day after that. <laughs> We used to pull cod from the ocean by dipping a bucket in the water. Oh, yeah. You can land them with string tied to a lead weight. Where'd they all go? Uh, no one knows. I know. Uh, don't you start. I seen me a trawler. Don't tell the boy no ghost stories. I saw it with me own eyes, and Gus will back me up, won't you, Gus? Yeah. Back in 51, we saw a strange ship flying the British flag. Sucker was four times the size of our rig. Had cables and winches, gear bigger than anything we'd ever seen back in those days. It vacuumed up fish like Jonah's whale. The fair tea, she was called. Now you never saw that rig. 
None of you did. Yeah. Remembered like it was yesterday. She fished all that summer, all the next summer too. By the time she was done, she sucked up half the fish in the whole damn ocean. But she got hers, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, yes she did. I know, I said enough. She got hers. <laughs> I relive conversations with Gus as I make my way to the pier. I think about my dad, how he drowned, not in the ocean, but in a bottle of whiskey, and how I like to sink down too. I get in line behind 50 other men looking for work, and the two nearest me back away. What is he? <coughs> smells like booze. Oh. These days. <laughs> Sun's out, but it does little to stop the bitter wind off the Atlantic. Hi, Sammy. Hi there. We're out of work, sorry. So soon? Vision's not like it used to be. Take my name? Write name on slip. Okay. Good luck out there. Yeah, of course. I make my way to Rick's Coffee. Beg for change. Down on my luck. Anything helps. God bless. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Rick. Got a bagel and some coffee for you. Appreciate it. Down in my luck at the moment. But hey, things are about to turn around. That's good to hear. Get my state checked tomorrow. They told me they may have some work for me happening down at the docks. That's great. And if that doesn't work out, Pauline, well, she was telling me she could use someone in the kitchen. Sammy? Yeah. Do you mind taking it around the corner? Oh. You mean... Of course. Yeah. Of course. Thanks, Rick, for the bagel. You stay warm. Sure thing. I see a family standing nearby. Two parents holding their child close. Good family. Not like me. Protective of what matters. You see, Susan left me in 95, and she took Christine with her. I'd been halfway through a bottle of Jim Beam that morning. Get away from Daddy, Christine. We're going. Okay. No. No, I love you. No. Bye, Daddy. I love you. Our first years together had been good ones. Back when I first met her, I had a good job. Regular hours. Benefits. I hadn't drunk in months. But the bottle came back like a good friend. And then it was job after job, building houses, stacking paper, digging graves. Nothing stuck around. Not the jobs. Not my family. Good family. Protective family. So I get back to Royalton around six that night. Check on Gus. Gus. Gus, buddy. It's okay. Keep on sleeping, bud. At least you're clean. What, what, what kind of hell am I in? What's happening to me? Uh, what am I doing in this stranger's body? I keep Christine's picture over my bed. A photo taken a week before Susan took her away. She's on my knee and smiling into the camera. 
I wonder what she looks like now. I wonder if she'd recognize me. Thirty. I close my eyes and sink into the dark. Oh, I, I didn't realize that the dark tongue could get into you this deep. Make you become a whole nother person. A character in a story, but, but here I am acting like someone else. Who am I anymore? Sammy! Holy hell, Sammy, look at this! What is it, Gus? The Nennerlock, Sammy. The beast that took down the fairy. That's a story. Gus doesn't exist. It's in the paper. Look! <sighs> sea monster washes ashore in Newfoundland. I told you. Keep reading. The hair is the biggest puzzle, says the fisherman who found it. What's hair doing on any kind of fish? The thing was seven meters long. That's like 22 feet. I know my metric, Gus. Covered in white hair? You ever hear tell of anything like that? No. It sounds like a tall tale. It's right there in the paper. Yeah, sure is. Oh, what time is it anyway? Time for me to get to sleep is what. Yeah, <laughs> sea monster. I told you all. Sammy, <laughs> happy Monday. You got my check? Yeah, right here. Oh, this came for you. Christina Fraser. Sammy, you okay? You, you look like you've seen a ghost. Isn't Christina your daughter? You should be happy. I'd rather not talk about it. Uh, well, fine with me. <laughs> Let's go cash that check, eh? Yeah, let's. Frankie walks me down to the money mart to cash the check. It's part of the Monday ritual. Frankie takes his part to make sure my rent is covered. Keep me off the street. I make up my mind on something. I'm gonna do it, Frankie. What's that? I'm gonna quit drinking. Oh, you said that last week. But this time I mean it. I got reasons. Do you? Or maybe start with changing your pants once in a while. Frankie leaves me standing outside the money mart with the money left to get me through the rest of the week. I make it till 11 before I'm at a table at Francine's bar. The usual, Francine. You got it. The creature defies all established classifications. It's not possible. It must be a mutant or something. Maybe a giant cuttlefish. Mm, pretty hairy for a cuttlefish. Mm. You'll keep the tabloids away? How are we going to do that? Make up a story. Too late for that. Here you are, Sammy. Yeah, thanks. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Next thing I know, it's dark. I'm on my back behind Frankie's place. Frankie and Gus haul me up the stairs. Jesus, he's a heavy son of a bitch. Christina. And then I'm dreaming. Jesus, boy! Distracted! I can't He's gonna eat me, you damn fool! We're on a sinking cod ship. The Nennerluck rages above us. Its white fur shining in the sun. My dad holds a harpoon tied to a long rope. Not impressed to see me? I... I had a dream. There was a... monster. My dad had a harpoon. You hunting monsters in your dream? Then you're a perfect fit for this. What... what's this? Huh. I... I ain't ever seen no one post for deckhands with flyers before. Get your ass down there and talk to the captain. Why? Do you know him? Three weeks on the water, Sammy. Would be good for you. You coming with me? Nah. Got me a date with the forgetting pill. <sighs> Go, Sammy. Don't end up like me. Really? You don't want to end up like me, a character in a story and, and not knowing who you are anymore. <sighs> See ya, Gus. Experience. I got fishing in me blood. My father was 40 years chasing cod on the Grand Banks. He taught me everything he knew when I was young. I just never put it to good use till now. Before I come on some bad times, I worked hard at a hundred different jobs. Bad times? Looks like it. You believe in this here monster? <laughs> No, sir. That thing that washed up on shore this week, probably just something grown too big to be familiar's all. Well then, you might be just what we're looking for. Don't want no one spotting a monster just cause they seen any old fish. No, sir. Mm. Wait outside with the others. We'll let you know in a few minutes. Thank you. I heard he got tentacles so long they can wrap around a man and... I heard, I heard, yeah. I ain't never seen anything that couldn't be explained one way or the other. Oh, I'm surprised you can see it all, old boy. <laughs> Reports of these things cropping up everywhere. Got a brother on a rig out of Merston. Says they came upon one just last week. Bullshit. Yeah. All right, lads. We've been hired to find us a monster. A live one. <laughs> now I keep my crew small, so we need men that aren't afraid of doing whatever job needs doing. <laughs> now we'll be taking Sammy here. Huh. And Doug over there. Hey. The rest of you. 
Thank you for your time. Oh, my God. Shit. Look out, boys. You're gonna need it. We're leaving on Sunday, boys. 6 a.m. Be on time. Doug Stevenson, buy you a drink. You ever been to Francine's? No. First time in town. I'm from Deer Lake. Other side of the rock. You know it. Looking for whatever work I can find. Uh, let me show you around. <sighs> 5 a.m.? Who set this goddamn- Sun will be up soon, Sammy. Get out of here. You're gonna be okay. You worry about you. Men don't get jobs dropped on them often. You keep your head down, Sammy. Work hard. Don't look up and maybe, just maybe, you'll make something of yourself with what you got left. What about you? What you got left? Not much. Now piss off. <clears throat> Take care of yourself, friend. Yeah. The name of this boat is Carmana. Named after my daughter. She's got a six-ton crane and a four-ton pullmaster winch. Deck here is 37 feet long and nearly the same wide. And she's seen some action. And with your help, she'll see her biggest haul yet. Now you get three square meals a day and money in the bank. And in the aft, we got the wheelhouse, the bunk, stove, fridge. We got side scan and multi-beam sonar. Long trawling nets. I keep this rig afloat by watching fuel and taking what job comes along. Hunting monsters or hauling crab. It's all the same to me. Now, ever since that thing came ashore last week, boats been spotting monsters in every crest of every wave. You two, don't let your imaginations get the best of you. You understand? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most important of all, not a drop of drink on this boat. Understood? Yes, yes sir. Good. Now, we go hunt ourselves a monster. Pretty soon it was three weeks gone and not a drop of drink. I got my sea legs under me like I'd never lost them. I took the jobs none of the other guys wanted. Fixing holes and nets, polishing railings, just to keep myself busy. I even remembered how to pinpoint her location on the water. The old way. The way my father taught me. Never seen a man so comfortable at sea so fast. Surprised me too. So, Sammy, can I trust you? Captain? My first mate, Tommy. He's getting off with the next part. He's got a baby coming. And I'd like you to take his place. First mate? You're up for the job, Sammy. Yes, Captain. I'm your man. Good. Glad to hear it. First mate? Well done, Sammy. Ah, thanks, Doug. I hold Christine's letter in my hand. I still haven't opened it. Can't bring myself to. But I keep thinking of the words she might have said. Then I get to writing some letters of my own. I write the first one to Gus. I tell him all about the work. How good I'm doing not drinking. Urging him to get off the drugs and the night shift himself. Make something of his life. Then I write to Frankie, thanking him for everything he's done. Thanking him for saving me life. The captain thinks we have to go deeper, I write. And deeper we'll go. We're being paid to find a monster and by God, we'll find us a monster. We stop in Halifax for three days. 
long enough for me to put the letters in the post and walk around a little bit. Watch the hawkers selling Nannerluck t-shirts and stuffed animals to the tourists. Doug, he keeps me out of the bars. And then we're off again. 3,900 miles off the coast of Newfoundland. 4,500 miles off the coast of Dartmouth. Even the Gulf of St. Lawrence. But still, no monster. You ever going to open that letter, Sammy? Mm, maybe. <sighs> Bard, you got a story? No. Come on, old boy like you? Could have tons of stories. Something you never told anyone? Nah, you wouldn't believe me. No, don't have to believe you. Just need you to keep me awake. It's about the nanner look. The monster. What drunk sailors call the monster. My dad didn't believe in it, and neither did I. But I knew this old fella growing up. He says he saw it take down a trawler back in the 50s. The Fairty? You heard this one. Everyone's heard of the Fairty, but it's not real. Is it? This guy Gus. He saw it with his own eyes. What did he see? He heard it before he saw it. He thought it was the crashing of thunderstorms first. Then he realized it was the creature, roaring, shaking the air around it with its cries. This boat, the Fairty, was huge, among the biggest of its time. But according to Gus, the Nannerluck climbed out of the ocean and shredded the boat apart like it was made of twigs. It was a sea dragon. That was what he told me. Sea dragon? We're hunting ourselves a sea dragon? Like I said, I don't believe it. Ain't nothing I've ever seen that can't be explained some way or another. A dragon, though? I told you a story. Now give me some peace. Three more weeks gone and still no monster. We dock in Glass Bay, and I see the scientist I'd seen in Francine's bar over a month ago, hauling expensive-looking equipment into their truck. Sonar detected it a thousand miles out. Could just be a false positive. Why don't you come up with a hypothesis yourself? I go to the post office and find a letter from Frankie. Always nice to get a message from the ones we love. That it is. I open up the letter to see what Frankie had to say, but I only get through the first line. Gus is dead. 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 I start wandering the streets, the letter clutched in my hand, not sure where I'm going, but soon realize I'm right where I want to be. Hi, sailor. What can I get you? <sighs> Whiskey. Coming up. I have to get the image out of my head. Gus, laying face down in his bed, forgotten and broken, alone in that horrible room. The other men laying claim to what little he had left. For you, Gus. Not for me. Never for me. For you. Careful with him. He's my boy. This is the first mate. Old Sammy here. I think he got some news. Sammy ain't so good with news. So that makes you the first mate. Oh, looks that way. Dead. Oh, it's all right, Sammy. We got you to your bunk. Captain here, boys. We had a long trip out this time. Five, six hundred miles. I need everyone on deck. 
Just gonna leave him here? You heard the captain. On the deck. Good boy. Mm. Engine. So comforting. Reminds me of Dad. Captain! Doc! I stagger above decks, and then I see her. Roaring above the water, in Ennerlook, sure as old Gus said, it's a sea dragon. Richardson! Richardson! Jesus! It's him! I move in slow motion, like I'm looking blearily out from the inside of a dream. The creature has dog in its jaws in a second. The captain's bullets ring off the monster's skin like water sloshing across the deck. Its eyes light up as it lunges toward the wheelhouse, shredding it apart in one move. The water's up to my knees now, and I have trouble. Finding my feet in the reel in motion of the broken ship. I push my way to the captain as the great Nannerluck disappears back into the ocean. Sammy! Sammy! Come on, Sammy! Let's take this bastard down! I let you down! He's coming round again! Look, it's like a blowing torpedo lighting up the sky! Come on, you son of a bitch! Come on! No! Ah! Raft! Raft! I almost have hold of the life raft. Almost have a line in my hand. And then... The wreck of the Karmana pitches over and takes me down with it. As I gulp in chunks of seawater, a strange calm takes me. I feel the Nenner look there brushing its mighty scales against my body. Cod are everywhere, swimming in schools a thousand fish thick. Nannerluk, their protector. The monster cruises past me, and I take in its belly, white and translucent, skin so clear I can see the heart, its enormous ribcage, the veins and internal organs, my own lungs feel like they're going to last forever. I have no desire to breathe. No desire to fight. Nannerluk swims with me as I sink deeper. The cod disappear back toward the surface. The monster comes in close again. So close. I can hear its thoughts. You want to hear about Christine? You want to tell me about Frankie's letter? The part I didn't read. 
Go ahead. In his last days, Sammy, Gus was clean and awake. Sun on his skin for the first time in years. Your good news was like jumper cables to his heart. Sammy, you should have seen him. How he knew he was on the way out, and the calmness there. The smile on his face, Sammy. If only for a day or two. I was on my way, too. I nearly turned it all around. Bye, Daddy. I love you. Bye, Daddy. I love you. Nennerlook took me down deep, gently pulling me to the bottom, to the dark, comfortable place I've always known. Why oh, will set my ship in order? I will set her on the sea, and I'll go far over yonder To see if my love's mind's on me And he sailed east And he sailed west He sailed far So far seeking land Until he came To his true love's window And if he knocked He would be Oh, who is that At my bedroom Who knocks so loud and would be Tis I, tis I, your one true lover, and I am dressed on to my skin.
adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it ah. eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. You've been listening to The Dark Tome, a Degas media production presented by Realm, produced by Fred Greenhalge and William DeFries. Full cast and crew credits, behind-the-scenes photos, and transcripts at thedarktome.com. That's thedarktome.com.